all right so first of all i want to say thank you to every single person who has listened to any of the episodes that i've released in the past we are currently in five countries what that means is that um, we've had listens from five different countries and that's really exciting and i'm grateful for that and i have gotten incredible um, reports and feedbacks and reviews and it really brightens up my soul and it stirs me up even further to keep doing this so today we're going to be learning about how a startup founder built her company from scratch for four decades she got fired from the company went into huge debt fought back rebuilt the company from scratch into a company that was sold for half a billion dollars to the same company that owns oreos i'm sure we all know oreos right so her name is kathleen king she's the founder of tate's cookies it's such an incredible story and i cannot wait to share the details of it of how this profound startup was built stay tuned hello everyone i'm cynthia ichisom and welcome to startup stories with cynthia this is where we talk about the real relatable inspiring and exciting journey of startup founders so let's get straight into it So let's dive in. Right, uh, as you all know, um, when it comes to startup stories, we go way back, right? To how it all started to the little details. So for her, she grew up in Manhattan. Her mom was a nurse and her dad ran the family farm. And that family farm, her dad would, you know, raise chickens and cows supplying milk to a local dairy so this farm was about 30 acres with 30 to 40 cows and about a thousand chickens so she was the youngest of four she grew up in the 60s right she worked in the farm you know just as is expected if you if your father is the owner of a, a family farm farm so she would collect eggs she would um pick vegetables she would attend to customers it was it was quite a struggle growing up it wasn't like the perfect how would i put it it wasn't there wasn't so much abundance in a sense you know you make do with what you have they didn't she didn't have the opportunity of going to like restaurants or going on vacation it was a very simple life you know just enough to live on now while uh, she was quite young her sister and her friend, you know, were making cookies and selling on the farm. And her sister and her friend were already getting a bit older and so they wanted to get like a real job. So they left the small business. And her father, her father you know, told her, you know, you're the youngest, you know, you're going to take over from this. Right. And he said, you have to do this because, you know, you need to be able to make enough funds to sponsor like your school uniform and things like that so she would she would get into the kitchen 
and she started baking and it was really a very simple recipe right it was a very simple recipe but let's find out what that whole experience was because that was the beginning of her journey to building Tate's cookies the startup all right so she got the information from her dad that she needed to get into the baking business so she started baking uh, from a very simple um, recipe literally you know when you go to the back of uh, maybe conflicts box and you see okay how to make a really good conflict so that was literally where she got the recipe very simple recipe off the back of a product right and you know she she had a farm stand and customers in the community in the neighborhood would pull up right so it was a case of she'll be running back and forth from the kitchen just imagine a farm setting right so she'll run back and forth from the kitchen to attending customers you know from baking to uh, you know receiving funds from the customers um literally that's how it was she would take the cookies put in a plastic bag and really that was it no special branding just based on word of mouth and people would pull up and she started earning from it so at the beginning her father would you know buy all the ingredients he bought all the ingredients he bought the equipment that she needed and later on he would buy the ingredients but as she started making money her father called for a meeting and said okay we need to really revisit this arrangement you will start buying your ingredients yourself but she got the eggs for free yeah she got the eggs for free and this was really good and um for her because she learned how to manage the business and before you know it word spread really fast that you know there was this really good cookie it wasn't chunky it wasn't thick it was thin and it was large and you know people were buying sales grew really fast and by like high school she was making um uh, during the summer time right which is when she would go back home um for summer for the holiday so she would work 7 days a week 10 hours a day in her mom's kitchen and she would make significant money from that right enough to buy a, she was able to get a second hand car right so in 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 the in the summer she would make up to $5000 from selling cookies right she never had a summer job she wasn't even able to go out and have fun because you i mean imagine 7 days a week 10 hours a day she was always working she worked really hard now post that experience she got into college and she decided that oh i want to study restaurant restaurant management and she got into college and studied restaurant management and the ideas in her head was that oh i'll work in a cruise ship you know that was the that was a picture and then she got ready in 1979 right in 1979 she went back home to make cookies right for the summer again so that she can make more money and then her mom calls her to the room and and like okay so what are your plans right this is post graduation you know where, where, where what's your plan and her mom you know give her the shocking news that this will be the last time that you have to make cookies in my kitchen <laughs> right 
um, because I mean, her family independence and standing on your feet was everything. It was super important, a, a, a super important principle at home. So, but you know, in you know, upon telling her that oh, this is gonna be your last time, she also gave her this information that oh, there is a there's a bakery in town that is for rent. I mean, you should go check it out and see, you know, if you can, if you want to like actually open up a a shop, a big shop, right? So. So let's find out what exactly happened when she showed up to rent this big shop. Stay tuned. All right. So at this point, her mom, you know, told her about this big shop. And so she goes over to the big shop to check it out. Right. And it was it was it was a fully equipped big shop um, because two baking businesses had shown up at that big shop and they both failed. Right. So both businesses failed. And so she was like, it's, it's good. And she rented it, right? So she rented it. It was good enough. Um, it was good enough for her. And the goal when she rented the, the, the big shop wasn't really, she didn't have like a massive global expansion goal. It was just a very simple goal to generate enough money to get an apartment and get a car. And so um, she was able to put her savings together. She requested for more funds from her brother to buy some basic equipment, right? It wasn't exactly a beautiful looking bake shop, right? You know, she took barrels and converted those barrels to tables. So it was really simple um, um, space, right? And also she wrote the sign by hand so don't expect anything fancy it was just something to move right and it, it was called Kathleen's Bake Shop right that was the, the name Kathleen's Bake Shop so she rented it in November and did a lot of the work setting up things by hand getting involved getting her hands dirty and then she launched it in May right so in order for for her to be able to own this big big shop she needed to expand her product line because you cannot just just be making cookies right it cannot just be only cookies so she had to explore other kinds of products right so by may 1980 remember she got written in 1979 so may 1980 she was 21 at that time 21 like just think about it really young started her, her own company so she was 20, 21 at that time and it was really just her her sister-in-law and her father her father was literally a PR person you know you know when people would show up at the farm he would be like oh have you heard my 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 daughter has a bake shop now right so the community was quite supportive of her and that really helped her um stay in business for for a while but something really incredible happened to her not too long after. Stay tuned to find out. All right. So what happened after? No, see, it was a random day at her shop. And a famous food writer from New York Times showed up at her place. Now, at that point in in her business, in her life, she she didn't really know who the person was, who she was. She really, she wasn't exactly very in tune with some of the things that were happening in the city, right? She didn't even know that, you, you know, um, about even the New York Times. It was, 
it was um, it was something that city people read in a sense right but this um food, famous food writer wrote an article on her and it got published and it really took things off to the next level right it really took things off it was really the power of the new york times for her so that made business boom up a bit but she noticed you know when it comes to her kind of business it was it was more or less like a cycle so during the summer you know there'll be like a lot of orders people would show up and, and get cookies remember she was always going back home during the summer to make cookies so it was like summertime was like the where she would you know make money right and it was just for two months right and then the rest of the year will be a bit slow so she decided to change her strategy because imagine you know during the on season you're having to make funds for like two months how would two months funds cater for the rest of the year so she started baking and thinking about exploring other options so during you know her time at the bake shop customers would recommend that oh this is so good you should take it to this store and this store and that store in the city like in in the city of manhattan right and so she she bought into the idea and decided to take her cookies some of the cookies in the bag and went from door to door in the city of manhattan saying oh you want to try my cookies you know try my cookies uh you know i want i want my cookies to be in your store and it wasn't all rosy because she would get insults i mean people literally say um what is this this is something that my grandma can make this is not there's nothing really spectacular and then she'd go to another shop and they would receive her with open arms right for everyone that didn't believe in her cookies she had no problem with them in a sense because she was always confident in her cookies right she knew how how she knew her cookies right i mean imagine getting a lot of reputation in the community and the new york times i mean she was covering in cookies she was she may not be confident in herself but she was always confident you know in her cookies right and you know that was that was super important for her and and she had a method for defining you know if this recipe works or not is you know she would call her start together and say okay you know i have this I just made this, you know, try and see. If the staff doesn't come back, right, to take one more and another, then she knows that it's not so good. But if the star, staff actually shows up, um, uh, shows up and taking it, then you know, like you've, you've, made, you've made something good. So she had to tr- change her strategy. She was able to get a couple of stores to uh, um, accept her cookies and they made uh, orders. And so she hired um, a van she had drivers got a van together to be able to deliver to these places so yeah she started selling cookies to shops in new york city and that added a significant revenue to the business right and i think there's a there's a huge lesson here about you know always like be open to changing strategy if if you see that like be open to exploring other ways of building your business so that it can actually stand the test of time i mean in as much as she added this new um this new bit to her business it she had she had to work more hours right she would literally wake up 2 a.m in the morning she would bake open the store and then get back home by night 
8 p.m. I mean, this was at the, this was at the early years of building the company. It was a very tiring process. I mean, she had to change her schedule, but she still worked 18 hours a day, six days a week. Like she literally gave up her youth, and it wasn't easy. It was really hard. She needed to stay afloat. She needed to work really hard. You know, a part of her wanted to settle, but you know, and give up or just like, you know, just call this a close. But she kept pushing and i think that's like a major lesson to learn i mean you don't have to kill yourself but but willing to put extra hours like work really hard and this is something you see happen to every single sort of founder that um that we will study and have studied um both article format and also podcast format um there's there's always that time where you put in extra effort especially in the early years on building the business and this was the same for her right and yeah so let's find out what happened post this experience all right so we've gotten to the point where we learned about you know um, the growth and the massive success and also the extension of um, how she delivers her cookies so the cookies were like the made the the heat right in in the entire product line so she grew so well i mean she started to even outgrow her current location and um she did she didn't like having a landlord and so her mom was like oh you should check out this building so we see her mom playing like critical roles in the growth of her business you know so her mom says oh you should check out this building it's up for sale you know just call the owner and um, uh, so she called and then realized um, the owner told her that it was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the building but he wanted a down payment of fifty thousand dollars and so she he will hold the mortgage of about three hundred thousand dollars at nine nine percent interest so at that point she had forty thousand dollars saved now this is something to really pick on she was really good at saving and that really helped at so many points in the businesses so in her business so um i think it's a very important lesson for you know try as much as possible to save like no matter how little yeah that's a major lesson from that so she needed ten thousand dollars so she had 40 and she needed ten thousand so something incredible happened right there was remember her father right the farm owner yeah so he had this older woman that he you know he would visit from time to time and take care of her chicken and at that same period the the, the woman died and she she didn't have anybody to take over her, her things and then she left ten thousand dollars as an inheritance for her father right and that was incredible, right? What a very lucky moment. So she had $10,000 and her father gave her $10,000. And so she had everything and um, she was able to make the down payment. So what that means with that kind of expansion, she would need to ramp up activities to meet this cost. And that's one thing about expansion is that as you're considering expansion, remember the, the time that she wanted to expand into the big shop, she had to start thinking of like additional product line right so as she, she's about to expand into a bigger space she had to start thinking of how they can scale up activities in order to meet up with the expense and all of that so as you're thinking about expanding i mean it's good to expand but also think about how you can multiply the effect and scale up so that you don't find yourself in a messy situation where you 
you live beyond your means or you expand beyond your ability. So it's really good to be able to get the timing right when it comes to expansion. All right. So now at that time, there were other cookie companies, right? And, you know, one of the major reasons why she succeeded so well at that time was because other cookie companies, like there were two cookie companies at that time who served cookies on a hot tray. So they will make it and they will serve it hot. So this means that it cannot be eaten cold. And that was a shortcoming in a sense because it would be difficult to scale. How do you multiply these models? That means for every time someone has would have your cookie, it has to be hot. And unlike hers, I mean, the recipe was great, um, um, but people could actually have the cookies hot or cold. Like, it, it didn't really, it didn't really matter in a sense. It wasn't a major uh, feature of the entire product in itself. So for those other guys, it, it, it was more or less like a um, lifestyle business. So it was, it was, it was slow, in a sense. Right, it was slow. So. But for her, you know, people you could package the cookies and then put it in the store and then people could buy it. All right. So she was growing and she expanded, she grew. And then she said to herself, oh, my God, I've been working for a long time. I've worked and worked. I need a day off. Right. So in between that, she was able to get a day off. She was able to get a weekend off and, and then a vacation off. And this was for... Uh, 20 years. She has been doing this business for 20 years. And she was already approaching her 40s. She had made good money. And then she wanted a change. She wanted less responsibility. She wanted to have more time for herself. She wanted to have more like, of, of life because, you know, she had um, spent most of her youth trying to build this business. Imagine doing a business for 20 years. Like, this is incredible. I mean, how many of us have been in a particular space or industry for 20 years right so she has been in this space for 20 years that shows a lot of tenacity that shows a lot of focus now so she made a decision oh i want to be able to have more time for myself i want to have less response less responsibilities i mean but i'm not i'm not really ready to retire right and i don't really want to sell the business where you know which means i'll have to retire she doesn't want to retire so she said okay i'm going to take on partners and so she took on two partners. Now pay attention because we're about to get into a very yeah, sweet spot in the story. Right? So she took on two partners. One was a bookkeeper. And this bookkeeper did not have money to pay for a part ownership in the company. But he was interested in becoming a part owner. And his plan was, he, you know, the agreement he made with her was that I'm going to pay you, um, I'm going to pay you my, uh, the funds like overtime as I work for you, right? And then also along the way, he, he insisted on having his brother as a part owner, right? So these two brothers was going to get into, into a partnership with her. I mean, during that period, she, she didn't really have peace, right? About it, but you know, she she didn't know why she got along. Like she, she didn't know why she went along with the whole idea and the whole, um, you know, agreement. And so the plan was that they they agreed to pay nine hundred thousand dollars, but they were not going to give her this money upfront. They were going to make installments over time, right? 
um, and, be, and what they would do is that they would take over the planning and the operations of the business, managing the business, and then she would share in the profit per time, per month. She used to be part of the business, but she would have more time. And also at that time, she didn't really need this lump sum of 900000 She wasn't really looking, you know, so she, she was fine with installment payments. So now look at this agreement. In this agreement, these two brothers had one-third, one-third each of the company. I mean, she did not know any better. Little did she know that she was giving to third of her business. She did not know how horrible this deal really was. It was the most... Hmm. I'm trying to be nice. It had such a hu- huge impact on the business. It was this decision that literally led to the end of her business. Yes. The end of Caitlin Cookies. To find out what happened next, to learn about how it all went down, and if she really recovered, look out for the next episode. May we answer all the questions in your mind. See you soon. All right, so there you have it. Thank you so much for listening up to this point. I'm really excited that you stayed all the way to this point where you're hearing my voice. But don't just keep this to yourself. Share with community, friends, family, startup founders that you know will really, really need this. And also, send me a DM of how this has helped you or what way you were blessed by it. You can send me an email, send me a VN. I'll be really, really excited to receive it. All right, there you have it. I remain Cynthia Ichisum, and this is Startup Stories with Cynthia. <laughs>